everybody, welcome back to another exciting episode of Healing for the Soul podcast. I am your host, Robin Stoltman, where every week I feature different guests to help you become the better version of yourself through different methods you may not have heard of or even thought of. Today, I have my guest, Jan, on the show talking about the joy method. So let's get started. Thank you, Jan, for being here. I really, really appreciate your time and your energy and being here. So thank you. What is- I'm so excited. <laughs> Uh, so what is the, what is your specialty and who do you like to work with? Wow. Jumping right in. Well, my specialty is joy, like authentic joy, the kind of joy that no matter what's going on outside of you, you can feel it from within. And then you actually get to kind of shift the experience outside of you. So really my, um, my specialty my jam, as I like to say, is is essentially cultivating joy on your terms. And in fact, joy is an acronym that I utilize of just own you and understanding awesome. that each one of us will have a unique definition for joy and for happiness. And I know we're going to get into that very, very soon, the difference between joy and happiness. And yet who we are today and who we will be tomorrow and what brings us joy a year from now or a decade from now or more will be evolving because we are evolving beings growing and transforming as different things happen in our life and we create different things in our life. So I'm really about authentic joy that is from a personal expression and who I love to work with, especially our leaders, individuals that see themselves as visionary, they have something more, and they know that they're here to impact more individuals. Now, realizing that, you know, a beautiful housewife or a house dad can be a leader. I mean, it's not like there is no like defined job title to leader, but it's the people who raise their hands and say, you know what? I know that I'm here to impact and influence more than just my own life. And I want to know how to do that from my highest expression, which, you know, joy is, is almost to enlightenment. So it is a very high level of consciousness and way of being and showing up in this life. That is awesome. Cause I, I like how you have for the for the joy method itself. It says just what was just yeah. own you. Just own you. That's awesome. Yeah. And you know, it's very distinctive for a reason. Look, mm-hmm. I, obviously I have big energy, happy, bright energy. Mm-hmm. I have rainbows. Literally, I'm backed by rainbows. <laughs> and yet, look, happiness and joy, it's not always bouncing off the wall. Happy. I mean, just owning you is also about owning when you're not in your joy, when you're in a lower state of consciousness, when you're feeling the stuff because things aren't going the way you want them to. And recognizing that that's part of the human spectrum, that's part of the, you know, full life experience. And if we don't allow ourselves to feel the darkness, we won't ever fully know the light. You know, just like the stars at night, like you, you know, the stars are always shining. Yes. But you see them when the contrast comes at night. And so just owning you is about acknowledging that sometimes you're on your way to more joy and you're not fully in, you know, your highest level of joy. 
that makes sense. That makes sense. I like that. So then what's the best way for our audience to contact you with your time zone? Well, I am in the uh, mountain time zone. I live in the mountains. I have like elk and moose and bear outside my window. We might even have my dog barking at them at any point. <laughs> but yes, I live in on um, the, the mountain time zone in Teton Mountains of Wyoming. Oh, that's awesome. I heard it's really beautiful out there. I've never been there, but I've seen pictures and I'm of um, Wyoming area and I'm like, this looks beautiful, but I'm sure in person it's more breathtaking than just like the pictures. So I'm, I'm still amazed we have all this technology, but yet there is nothing compared to the human eye and the human experience of actually being there in that moment in far in front of the mountains. It's just amazing. Well, and in all of life, really. But yes, mm -hmm. you'll have to come on out. Come on, play. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to. That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, you know, even to your point, talking about being in person, like I'm so thankful we have platforms like this to connect. Oh, yes. Converse upon and, you know, spread soulful messaging and uplifting messages and everything else and, and energy because we can feel energy even through this. But there really is nothing like in person. Like that's where a lot of my work is done in person. I'm about to host a, an embodied joy retreat, actually um, an embodied joy adventure experience in the Florida Keys actually next month. But oh, I'm exciting. all about experiencing as much as possible in person, but I'm so thankful for virtual platforms. I actually uh, collaborate with Jackson Hole Mountain Resorts to do a mindful ski camp, which is really cool because I bring my work to the experience of skiing and sliding down the snow for um, skiers that want to get more and, and get into the joy of skiing. <laughs> but it's awesome. You know, this life isn't about sitting around and talking. It's about getting in it. <laughs> it is. Which is which is good. So then um, what is your joy method and how does that work? Well, essentially, the joy method is starting with this idea of just owning you and appreciating that it's it's a personal experience. The definition for you will evolve. What I I know that I'm here to teach and guide is essentially returning you back to you. And part of the joy method includes a process and a framework that I developed out of my own challenging circumstances. At the time, it was major depression. Um, we also had a cancer scare with my son and then also experienced, um, and he was six weeks at the time, by the way, um, and then also experienced a family tragedy where we um, dramatically lost my mother-in-law in a car accident. So, um, I created a process called the happiness prism out of this experience. It's, it's essentially the idea of, you know, the fact that we are all beings of light. And when we are optimized, we get to radiate and shine our rainbows out in the world and have maximum impact and influence while also having the maximum experience for ourselves. And so the happiness prism arrived from these different circumstances that happened at different times, just to be clear of my life. Um, but when I went back and realized what shifted for me in every one of those situations were three different energies and elemental energies of play, peace, and progress. And what I found is when we honor each one of these energies, these mm -hmm. elements on a daily basis, 
and on really an ongoing basis. That's what has us optimize. That's also what has us bounce back and forward to be more resilient. I know that's a beautiful aspect of your work and finding resiliency because life is going to happen for us all the time. There's all these learning opportunities. But when we don't have the tools to be empowered to relate to the challenges, like some of the ones I've shared, and I have many more behind that and, and challenges that my clients have been through, that when we don't necessarily have the tools, we're not able to bounce back and, you know, bounce forward from there to let that setback actually become a setup. And so that's an interesting point. I'm just like, think about the letting it not become it's a setback, but a set up. I like mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, as you know, in your work, like mm-hmm. when you experience a challenge, it's who you get to grow into as a result. It's taking the lessons and not just letting it take you down. Now, we're all human. I'm human. I let it take me down sometimes, but I don't (laughs) let myself stay down there because I know how fast I can bounce back and, you know, let that be a setup for so much more in my life. And, you know, anyone listening, recognizing that this life really does get to be beautiful and magical and wonderful. And, you know, even in the most challenging of circumstances, I mean, if that's okay, I'd love to share a story. Oh yeah. Um, that'd be good. A particular time I'll, I'll share about actually the cancer scare with my then six week old son. And I'm using this as an example for anyone listening. And I just invite you to tune in and, and feel into your own challenging circumstances because we've all had them. Like we yeah. all have some version of what I'm about to share. It may not be the same details and everything else and the same severity, or it might be, you know, even more drastic. But what I'm about to share is a situation where it was a very dark hour. I had just been changing my son's onesie. He um, had this weird thing in his arm and it just didn't make sense. And I called the doctor, kind of no big deal. And they said, oh, we need to take films. And well, the next thing I know, well, about eight hours later, I am in a children's hospital cancer hospital room. Wow. We were in the cancer wing of the children's hospital. At the time, we were living about two hours away. And my husband's home with my two-year-old because they can't stay at the hospital with us. I'm a breastfeeding mom. And I it was such a devastating moment of like, oh, my gosh, like eight hours ago, ten hours ago, we were just a you know, happy family going about our day. And then here we are with this possibility of, you know, a life threat, well, a life threatening condition that's possibly cancer. We don't know. And just remember that first night that I was just so devastated and um, kind of a backstory even to then, that was the first time up until then I had been coaching for quite a while, but life coaching and just really focusing on, you know, shift your thoughts, personal growth, focus on what the outcome that you want. But this was the first time that I realized I couldn't just think my way out of the situation. And in my devastation, it's the first time I really leaned back and looked up and asked for help. And so I will openly say this is like my spiritual awakening. <laughs> and it's it was when my coaching took a drastic pivot from life coaching to spiritual life coaching. <laughs> now, I didn't have like an epiphany that first night, but I went to bed woke up, of course, like, oh my gosh, I'm in this nightmare. And um, realizing 
this is so devastating. I don't know how to get out of this, but I'm not going to let his story end this way. I'm not going to let my story end as his mother this way. I just don't know how. So through my devastation, I realized I need to eat. And so I'm in a children's hospital and through my tears, I open up the menu and I look down and through my tears, I start to laugh and I realize I can order Fruit Loops. <laughs> and just the thought, the audacity, I can order Fruit Loops. They are so colorful and rainbow and fun. And at first I'm like, I can't order Fruit Loops. That's not healthy for my body or his body. And then this larger voice came over me, like mm-hmm. that larger part of me that I awakened to the previous night, right? Yeah. Said, oh, Jan, you don't need nourishment for your body. You need it for your soul and you're going to order the Fruit Loops. So guess what? I ordered the Fruit Loops. And for those few minutes, I enjoyed the Fruit Loops. Right? Like my mm-hmm. son's over there, like he was chirping and happy. I got to say he was beautiful and I'm eating Fruit Loops. And just for this split moment in this nightmare moment of my life, I'm in joy. And I let that be such a gorgeous experience for myself. And then, you know, the Fruit Loops went away and like, I honestly don't really eat Fruit Loops anymore, but you know, it didn't matter. It wasn't about that nourishment. It was the soul nourishment that I allowed myself to get into a state of joy. And then from there, so essentially that was play for me that day. And then yeah, from that sounds there, like it. right from there, mm-hmm. I moved into what I call peace, which I've shared briefly mm-hmm. of um, the happiness prism in which um, I describe peace as prayer and motion. And this isn't uh religious this is spiritual this is just tuning into that larger part and i would yeah into quiet space and say okay my intention is to really get out of here please guide me as to what this looks like and you know be in the space and let myself also process the you know angst and fear that i had so i let myself be in peace and then from there i honored the aspect of the happiness prism of progress which i define as purpose in motion Hmm. and i like that what what I was able to do and what where this Fruit Loop moment led me mm-hmm. was to be in a higher state of consciousness so that when I moved into my intention of we're going to get out of here, don't know how we're going to get out of here, and then moved into what actions do I need to take, which are have the tough conversation with the doctors, have the, you know, make the tough decisions. This kid needs a blood transfusion. I just gave him birth six weeks ago and I want someone else's blood in him, a lower thought consciousness would have been no way but I was in my joy and it was like you know what this is the next step I need to honor what he needs and he needed a blood transfusion so we did it but what all this to say is you know you don't have to necessarily be in a devastating circumstance but you can be and still turn the light on to what else gets to be possible and that's where you know my joy method and this idea of the happiness prism and this idea of uh, as I call the fruit loop moment is yep. so powerful and wonderful um, and a <clears throat> gift to everyone to realize you can find little joys throughout your day, no matter what you might be facing. I mean, you know, I don't know how many times, maybe you can already think of some, you know, where there's like these freak laughter moments when things are completely falling apart. Like, yep. <laughs> you know, like, you know, Recently, yes. Yeah. And, and it's like, you kind of get to the point where you're like, really? 
like, could this just get any, any more crummy? You know, like, really? And then you just have to, like, laugh and cry and laugh and cry and just be with it. But that's the beauty and realization that, you know, I wholeheartedly believe, and I believe you do too. You know, this is meant to be a beautiful life. And, and it, yeah, there's going to be ugly, but it still gets to be beautiful. You yes. still have to have joyful moments. And and I do believe each one of us innately have, have a joyful state inside of us, but we weren't necessarily grown up and taught how to allow that joy through. I mean, if you look at children mm -hmm. on the playground, they organically know joy. And then all of a sudden that window starts to close unless we consciously create the opportunities to keep that muscle going. And that's yes. what I do with my joy method is I really serve my leaders in understanding how to continue to cultivate that muscle because it's just like any muscle. If you don't use it, it goes away. True. And you know, we, we all, a lot of us, most of us probably know this idea of you play when the work is done. Well, I actually teach you play first, first or you play with the work or both. Like you play like that. while you work. It's not either or, it's an and. So that's kind of the fundamentals of the joy method that I teach. Um, and yet I know you're going to want to ask me about the difference between happiness and joy. And I'm happy to get into that. Yes. Yes. What's the difference between the happiness and the joy? Yeah. Well, there's essentially this kind of a long answer, but I'll give you the most succinct possible. So I've always connected with the word happy. And part of my you know, backstory is I had depression. And at the time I was taking happy pills and I hated them. And a lot of people and a lot of understanding of the notion of happiness in the world is it's something outside of us. I had to take a happy pill to help me be happy, right? So a lot of the common conversation around happiness is about something outside of us. And, you know, at the time I was starting to develop my happiness prism process, I was really connected with the word happiness because I, you know, I believe it is something we all deserve and yet it's not something we all know how to achieve right or well, accept or accept all of these things right all of the things well what was interesting is as i've been moving about my life journey and i was sharing about my happiness prism with different people i would see that the happiness prism concept would land with some people and it would not land with others because for some happiness is outside of you Mm -hmm. And for others, joy landed more. And that's when I started to attune to the word joy. And then I started to identify with this um, acronym of just owning you. And then as I've continued on my journey to realize, depending upon who you're speaking with, the notion of happiness and the notion of joy can actually be the same. Because there are some folks out there. I mean, I've been on a lot of happiness-focused um, podcasts, yeah. for example, and they're all pointing to joy the way I teach it. They're all pointing oh, to that okay, experience. Okay, so that makes sense. They're all pointing to that experience within ourselves. But mm -hmm. what I, I like to say fundamentally is that, you know, uh, author, speaker, thought leader, uh, Eckhart Tolle talks about words as a signpost to something more. And so as... Mm -hmm. As I like to, you know, invite everyone and encourage everyone that I do um, come into a space of, you know, we're pointing at that experience inside that we do all crave. 
And whether if it's joy that identifies and connects for you, if it's happiness that identifies and connects for you, it's an understanding of it's that experience inside that we know can't come from the outside. And so True. I've actually now come to a space of appreciation that I talk about joy, but there's people out there talking about happiness from the same space. But not everybody can understand that those can be interchangeable. It's just a matter of sitting with it and really looking at where are you coming from with that experience? Are you looking to go achieve that thing or do that thing or have that thing because you think that that experience you want is going to be outside of you? Or are you realizing, and this is what I teach, is that joy is not just the destination, it's also the vehicle to the destination. And it's the vehicle to arrive at the destination with way more satisfaction. So interestingly enough, um, I don't know if you've tuned into any of the Dalai Lama's um, conversation around joy. You I know, haven't. He, no, I need to though. Yeah, it's you know he actually did a really he wrote a really beautiful book and then did a beautiful. Um, there's a documentary between he and Sir um, our Archbishop Desmond Tutu, and they talk about joy. But what's really beautiful if you tune in closely, they initially talk about happiness being outside of you. But then they also eventually start talking about joy and happiness interchangeably. So it's really getting to a place of distinction and appreciation that whether you're talking about joy or happiness, it's looking at what is it inside of you that's going to assist in cultivating that experience. And that's where ultimately my work, my mission in this world is about serving leaders, especially to discover that. So my, my works, especially through the happiness prism framework is about returning you to you and discovering who you are today versus tomorrow inside of that joy factor, inside of that joy and or happiness that you are craving as your soul. I like that. In case you were wondering why I was looking down off and I'm like, I had to take notes for me. Cause I'm like, I like that. Cause I like that just, that just own you. And then it is about the play, the peace and the progress. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. That's, that's what it is that we all need in life. It is. And that's where, you know, as I teach it, so play is joy in motion and it's no other agenda mm -hmm. other than being in your joy. And realizing that when we lead with play, mm -hmm. that we ultimately find ourselves in a better state of mind and a better space of receptivity for the other messages that need to come through, the intuition, the, the creativity, you know, whatever is next. And so many of us try to jump to progress in this world. And that's what we're kind of taught. But when you actually take the time to play, and then pause in the piece and then take the action in progress. That is when you are way more satisfied and way more productive, way more efficient, effective, impactful, healthier, wealthier, all the things. So it really is like having a competitive advantage in this life because a lot of people are not operating this way. No, I would agree with you. I think that's, it's actually reminded me back, um, I still sell Discovery Toys. It's a network marketing company. 
And they have educational books, games, and that. And I loved the different toys. And like every time, so that was like what I did before I started my Healing for the Soul business. Mm. Well, when I did the Discovery Toys, I'm like, I loved going to the vendor shows. I loved going and helping people at these different shows because I would see the kids light up. And then, of course, you walk around, these parents are like, oh, well, I don't want that. I don't, you know, my kids don't play with toys and all that. I'm like, but I kept thinking, like, but that's why you're stressed. Like, even the adults, I'm like, Mm -hmm. there's products for adults, too, in the line. Mm -hmm. But it's like, that's why adults have high blood pressure. That's why they've got high cholesterol. That's why they have so much stress, this incredible amount, Mm -hmm. because they work, 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 work. And then they get to the end of their life and then they expect retirement, which I'm like, I never understood retirement because over half the people I know that retire, go back and work again. And it's like, but then you end up on your deathbed and you're like, nobody on their deathbed sit there and says, I wish I would have worked more. I wish I would have put more time in at the office. The deathbed regrets are always about things that they never got to do. Mm-hmm. The things that they wish they would have done or, you know, it's, you know, it's like the more time of family, more of this and that. And it's like, if we could teach people this now, mm-hmm. that's the part that I'm like, yeah. Cause yeah, I agree that I, I really like that. Like even with my own kids, it's like, so before I had kids, my husband, he thought I was weird because I'm like, I would go to the park and play this before we had kids. And I'm like, well, why can't I go to the park and play? I like the slides. I like the swing. Why can't I go do it? And he says, well, because that's for little kids. And I'm like, but nobody said that there's a rule. I don't, I've never seen a park with a, with an age limit. So I'm like, why not? So then when he did it, he's like, okay, this isn't so bad. I'm like, I told you. (laughs) I love that. We're all just little kids walking around in adult bodies anyway. Let's just be honest. Well, I know that's what I keep telling people. I'm like, why do you think there's healing the inner child, which is extremely powerful with hypnosis? And that's like, why do you think we've got these different issues? It's because if we don't heal from them as a child, that's why it continues into adulthood. And it'll never stop until you actually deal with the issue. I'm enjoying this conversation a lot. This is, I like this joy method that you have and about the play and the, the the play piece in progress. (laughs) I like this. Well, and you hit the nail on the head about the no regrets. And that's where like the basis of, you know, what my mission is, is really, you know, helping these leaders build no regrets life because actually the the story of my mother-in-law tragically leaving this world she had just gone into retirement. They waited to do all these cool things and then her life was over. And that actually was the catalyst to me starting my business. At that point, I knew I wanted to coach and support people in this way and, mm-hmm. and really serve them and, you know, in healing and, and identifying what has them in their joy and get to experience all the things they have created and, and create more, right? Mm-hmm. But, and go play on a slide if that's part of it. Like, I love yes. that about that about you. Um, but anyway, like, that's where this whole idea of the no regrets life um, as my mission comes from. And I love that you said that because it, it really is like, no one gets their deathbed and said, I wished I worked more. They, they no, all say they- in some capacity is I wish I enjoyed more. 
enjoyed the relationships, enjoyed the experiences, enjoyed the the little things in between. And that's yeah. what is so powerful and important that, you know, people, again, weren't always taught how and you know, if they need the healing to heal the inner child, like come see you. If they want to cultivate daily habits and, and build out bigger visions with joy, come see me. Like, let, oh, yeah, that's let, what let it's all about is pass this by. Yeah. Yeah. And it's finding that avenue that works. So I like that's why I'm like, I like your method a lot because I'm like, I can definitely like even myself. I'm like, I think I can use this myself you know to help between like everything you know because it does get stressful and overwhelming as a leader you know not just like at home but you know like as an entrepreneur it gets very stressful yeah it can be very very fascinating and that's you know so much I would have I talk about is like a joy-led life is the path less traveled you're blazing your own trail when you really honor your joy in the highest Mm -hmm. no one else has done what you've done in the way that you are meant to do it. So of course it's going to be wild and hairy and crazy and scary. And yet that's also where the biggest rewards are, right? It is. When you let yourself go and experience the, the extraordinary, the, the less ordinary, the extraordinary. And that's where I know we're about out of time, but I have story after story personally and from clients where it was like, it wasn't what was going to happen. And then the most unexpected thing happened. Like, a long story, very short. I mean, I met my husband in Australia on the first day as a ski instructor at ski school. Oh, that's awesome. I would never have guessed that my life trajectory meant that I graduated college, turned down a corporate job, followed my passion and joy for skiing to Aspen, Colorado, where I met Australian colleagues, went to Australia, and then I met my now husband, who I've been with for almost 20 years now. So that's awesome. It, but if I hadn't honored that path less traveled, if I had honored the traditional path, go to college, go to the corporate job, all these things. I mean, all the time, my husband was like, when would we have met? How would we have like met? You wouldn't have. That's, like, that's the thing. How would our paths have crossed? And then like the circumstances he had to follow to show up at ski school, he was in a you know career path that he like needed a break from. It was just like... Talk about the trajectory that your life gets to take when you start to wake up and and take that the hairy, scary, you know, path that is like, am I crazy? But this is where I'm going to lean in and say to anyone listening, you're crazy not to, because that's when you do get to the life at the end and say, I'm regretting that I didn't pursue that opportunity. Like there's a lot that didn't turn out for me, but so much more did. And now I have a beautiful family. And by the way, you know, my son is now nine years old and he's thriving like all heck. And, you know, my kids are skiers and like all cool things get to unfold when you honor that really higher, bigger truth and bigger yes inside that, that true soul, that true joy. I love that. I love that a lot. I think this is another episode that I can come back and watch myself. I already took some notes, so I'm like, we can take and, and do some more. I like that a lot. Love it. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Dan. I really appreciate your time and your energy, especially with our audience and everything, all the different tips and everything, especially your story about your son. That thank really you. puts a different perspective on life for you know, all of us as a whole. 
So I really, I really enjoy your stories and um, about the joy method. And I look forward to being able to hear more about it too. So what's the best way for the audience to get a hold of you one more time? Yeah, really the best way is probably by my website. It's uh, janhoth.com. That's J-A-N-H-O-A-T-H.com. And um, they can check out opportunities for us to connect. I have a, a video series that they can um, tune into as my compliments or um, other ways for us to play together. Um, but that really is the best way for us to connect to initially. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yeah. Well, thank you for letting me bring my joy to your world and just so much love to you and all that you are doing, Robin. I really appreciate you. And I just really encourage everyone listening to look for your Fruit Loop moments today. And I promise you, your life will already feel a little bit better and you'll feel brighter and be even a little bit more joyful, if not a lot. <laughs> well, thank you. Bye. Bye.